Welcome to episode six of the Art and Bullshit podcast. I am your host, James Gerald, broadcasting live from Fresno, California. Today's guest is Carl's Birdhouse. You know, folks, usually we've had face-to-face interviews. I've gone to studios. People have come to my studios. But this one, we switched it up. We did it over the internet. And Carl is a person I've known since 1999. He's always had momentum with his art, and I've really respected that about him. So I really had to, you know, do whatever I needed to do to get him on the show. Without further ado, I want to go ahead and plug this in, and then that way you guys don't say I kept you too long. We appreciate all the support. We appreciate the listenership from all over the world and all over the United States holding it down for the Art and Bullshit family. This is James Drills, alley-oop in a way. Take it away, James. Carl, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. What's going on, man? Man, it's moving and grooving out here. You know, it's uh, 9.46 Pacific Standard Time on a um, wonderful Saturday. Welcome to the Art and Bullshit podcast. Uh, Carl, how are you doing today? No, thank you. Uh, I'm kind of a wreck, really. I mean, that's went hard last night. (laughs) Talk about it. Oh, just met up with some art buddies, I guess, uh, and uh, go Viking, which is kind of like an inside joke, because uh, one of them are Nor- Norwegian descent, and so like when he gets drunk, he gets super obnoxious and mm-hmm. just k- kind of stupid, so we call that going Viking. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So last night was my turn and uh, felt great, but didn't sleep too well. That's never a good thing. You always need you always need uh, your sleep. Sleep will definitely make or break, you know, your next day. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so we kind of got ahead of it. Um, you know, we we just really yeah. jumped into this one because. You and really, what people don't know is, you know, Carl. Won't you tell everybody how we met and how long we've known each other for, so they can kind of get a feel? Because the episodes with these type of cats are a little different. So, you want to give a little history? Uh, you know, I want to say that it goes back to like. Uh, Shit, those was it the Yahoo clubs? Yeah, man. I, I okay. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it was like a private one, and it was just through uh, you know mutual friends, I believe. And so it's just like a matter of maybe dragging uh, friends of their friends into it, and we all just kind of you know had a little community. So that's to my to the best of my knowledge, that's kind of like how it happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know uh the the interesting part about it is who made the group? 
was Drew. Dude, it was Drew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's on yeah. episode two, right? Nuts. So how the hell did I meet Drew then? That's that's a, that's the be- the better question, but uh, yeah, he he was the ringleader behind that, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, word. <laughs> yep, yep. So, Carl, for those who didn't know, for those who don't know, why don't you kind of tell the people who you are and what you do? Okay. Um, well, I'm Carl. <laughs> I just prefer to be called Carl, I guess. Uh, and. I I am an artist and I have kind of packaged myself and art into, I guess, my own personalized brand, if you want, Uh, as I I call it Carl's Birdhouse. And um, so everything I do is just kind of like back behind that, like push forward, like, all right, so you got a canvas, you got a t-shirt, whatever have you that I produce, I'm just going to, you know, it's by Carl's Birdhouse. Obviously, like with a canvas, I'd probably sign my full name, my signature or something like that. But, uh, yeah, that's, I guess, the best way I can explain it right now under the state of exhaustion. (laughs) Okay. Now, my second question is, how would you describe yourself as an artist? How would you describe your art and the art that you make? Mm. Well, uh, I would describe it as just something that reflects me, my personality. Uh, it's very personable. Um, you know, so like my characters, characteristics, I should say, uh, because me, between me and my followers uh, and community of support, I, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just kind of extending a piece of myself. So that could be through, uh, you know, canvases, uh, you know, paintings and um, murals, uh, T-shirts because I do screen printing, um, even down to like, uh, videos with editing or like music, you know, that I make as put on there and I edit these little videos and stuff. So you make the Um, music that you put in the videos? Yeah, absolutely. What do you use to make the music? Like what type of equipment? Uh, a MPC 1000, um, an old Tascam digital eight-track recorder, a turntable, um, and I got a microphone. But generally, it's uh, instrumental stuff, I guess. Okay. Okay. So you dig in the crates often? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, like, I've got some records and stuff, but I try to uh, – just kind of use i mean obviously like for drums and stuff i kind of went the lazy pattern i'm just like a you know a beat maker not professionally or anything like that just it's a hobby and uh i try to use sounds that are unique so you know like in the days i had a guitar i might have like sampled some sounds out of that through um you know filters and stuff 
It's just dumb stuff. So you're <laughs> playing the stuff. guitar yourself? Um, no, I don't know how. I had three guitars and, you know, I had a lot of fun, like, kind of experimenting. And I've came up with, like, a little tune or two, but um, no, I can't play. <laughs> I'm just looking for sound, you know, and then once I alter that sound and put it into, like, a pads then i can manipulate like little patterns and okay you know yeah man lay it all on top lay it all on top for, for so, uh, why don't you tell the people where you're from because you're not i'm you know we do this podcast remotely uh from fresno california sometimes i travel to different studios but this one's a little special and we're doing it uh via the internet so where are you from carl uh Grand Island, Nebraska. Okay. So how it is go for it. What? Well, I was gonna ask how is art at the art scene out in Nebraska? You know honestly I'm not too sure. Um I mean like you've got essentially you've got like three our top three cities or big cities, you know, which are really not, you know, not uh big. So you've got Omaha, Lincoln, and then Grand Island. And uh, I would say Omaha and Lincoln might have, you know, they have their little <coughs> scenes out there. And um, I, you know, I really don't know, like, what's going on in, you know, galleries and art shows, per se. Uh, for Grand Island, my town, um, we have a little art scene uh, that's, kind of new in a way um at least for any excitement going on because in the past i mean basically my whole life there's been like maybe two kind of little galleries local galleries and um essentially that's kind of the older crowd uh you know you got a lot of landscape paintings of sunsets and cornfields i guess and uh to set apart from that, you've got a younger generation. And so I guess that would fit. I, I'd probably fit in there. You know, I'm 37. So I still think that of myself as being new school. And uh, then there's, uh, I've got friend, a friend that's, you know, younger. And he's uh, got his own gallery opened up. And it's great for downtown. And I do art shows by myself, and um, it's getting some noise, you know, it's making some noise and mm -hmm. drawing some people towards us, so it's really cool. Okay, so how often do you usually do your art shows, Carl? Um, I usually try to do them, uh, say, in June or July, and I might do anywhere from uh, one to uh maybe tops four art shows um i start with a solo show always and uh beforehand you know since there's like a year gap between each year um i try to come up a, a, with a series to present so i'll i'll bust my ass for that whole year just for that one show and then after that one show i will give the you know, the floor to any like featured artist. I mean, any artist really that's like locally or something like that. Uh, we might cross paths and I'm just like, yo, I got, you know, 
the space and I will, if they got a body of work and we click, then I will invite them to do their own show. So in which case I have a studio slash gallery and, um, in the gallery portion, I will give them it's, there's kind of like two rooms. It's a big studio apartment, but, uh, in the two rooms in the, I've got a big room, which I call my main gallery. And then the other room is just kind of like the side of it, uh, where I generally put my older paintings in and then use the bigger one for my new paintings that I had created throughout the whole year. Mm. And, um, so I give them that space and, you know, whatever they get out of it, then a hundred percent is theirs, you know, you make flyers. Uh, I make video flyers. Um, okay. Yeah. Pretty much that. Okay. Cool. That's that. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen your video flyers. They're pretty, uh, they're pretty entertaining to say the least. And, uh, they, they always make me want to, uh, create my own video flyers in my own, uh, you know, personal style that I, I like to bring. So Carl, won't you tell the, the, the family, what's your day like? What's a day like in the life of Carl Duda? Mm, uh, man, it varies, but for the most part, like I just maintain uh, my house and you know what I have to get done there and upkeep it. Uh, two pets, you know, there. And then I have a studio, so I don't. I work nights, so I have my days open. I also have my weekends open, and I try to make the most of my time. And uh, that basically falls on to making a plan, a daily list of what I like to get accomplished for that day. Okay. You know, what kind of pets do you have? What's that? What kind of pets do you have? Uh, two cats. Bro- brother and sister. <laughs> what did you name the cats? Bo, after Bo Jackson, and then uh, Daisy, after my... Uh, <laughs> I had a cat before <laughs> these <before this laughs> two cats. <laughs> Uh, you okay (laughs) you know we say we say blazing out oh word smoke it if you got it yeah yeah so uh yeah then there's daisy daisy's named after a previous cat that i had okay because i i can't really think of any other names for a girl that's good you stopped it too man i got entirely too many pets none of which i signed up for Hey, I didn't sign up for these either. I just got a huge heart, and they kind of earned their keep. So I was like, uh, come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats, yeah, cats definitely, they do their thing. They do their thing. Yeah, they're hella cool. Mm-hmm. So, Carl, what type of music do you listen to? Uh, you know, when people say everything, kind of. Um, Can you be a little bit more specific? Okay. Give a few, uh, give a few albums. I love. I, I like seventies rock. Uh, I love eighties like new wave and rock. Uh, I like hip hop. Uh, you know, um, pretty much from every era, and more specifically, 
independent stuff. Um, I like a little tiny sliver of country. Uh, I love uh, some heavy metal and I love hardcore, like punk rock. Um, man. Can you give us a few artists though? You've, we, we got the genres, but can you give us some artists? Hey, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight off top of my head. Okay. Just all I could think of is, all right. So I'm listening to King Cruel currently. Uh, a lot of his stuff is popping up on my playlist. Um, also, there's like an underground group from a uh, hip hop group from LA uh, called Rhyme Fighters or Rhyme Fighters. <laughs> uh, I really like their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dipping back to like some of the old New Order and Joy Division stuff. That's always kind of fun. Um, and uh, shoot, I don't know. That was just off top. Okay. I probably have, probably have to look at my phone. Oh yeah, that. So. Okay. So Carl, why don't you tell tell the family more about your artistic process? Ooh. Uh, dealing with what though? Like when you when you go to create your artwork, do you have a, a process that you go to like a standard? Hey, this is how I'm going about making my artwork. Is it different every time? It's definitely yeah. Like if I'm painting, then my approach is I just kind of I don't really, and I will you know in the future, but I don't really like sketch anything out or come with like a plan I just I paint with feeling and so whatever I feel like inspired by and want to put that idea to work or if it's just like painting just to get the feelings out and then you know it just kind of like creates itself into a piece you know they could just come out of left field and I'm okay with that like as long I just like to start a painting and it's kind of like the process of a puzzle uh the pieces come together and then you know you're done when you're done Mm, okay okay facts okay i hear it i hear it okay so you know i was wondering as i listened you say that you know i'm i had to bounce on the tangent and i was just thinking if you could smoke with any two artists like you know and, and I, I don't mean like musicians, I mean like, you know, artists. When people, you know, people always ask you like, hey, what type of artists are you into or who are your favorite artists? Fuck that shit. If you could smoke or drink with two artists, dead or alive, who would it be? Ew. Uh, <laughs> I would, you know what? I'd probably say Catch from Hawaii. Um because that is like probably my favorite artist. Um, and definitely not Snoop Dogg. <laughs> okay. So who's number two? Uh, man, dude, I don't know. I, to be honest, I like to drink alone. Okay. And you know, do my thing alone. So I'd probably like, wouldn't have that great of a time. 
maybe drinking sure like come to nebraska i'm gonna show you the cowboy life and (laughs) you know crazy shit like that then yeah man get a drink you know and i could have fun with anybody so got you i hear it i hear it man you know i mean i when i think about that i just think about like you know twisting up smoking a blunt with bougaro or like rembrandt the type of game you know what i'm saying that, that, I, that I could soak up uh Word. you know one cats um carl are you in the anime at all classic anime none okay okay we're gonna do a a, a quick this or that segment okay all right rock him or krs1 rock him okay Casino or Goodfellas? Mm. Mm. I'll just go with Goodfellas. Love them both. Okay. Painter's Touch or American Accents? (laughs) I didn't really like messing with either but i did you know uh, i would say painter such wait 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 ho 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 ho, ho. Let, let, okay or no 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 no. i take that back i was thinking of uh indian spice and that's a american accent right so yeah, i'll go with yeah there that's my answer yeah american accents i feel like they had better colors they had you know yeah, yeah. Up, summer squash those were really good yellows cinnamon nutmeg uh those are really good um yeah man they had some canyon black midnight blue midnight blue was that was trash but we always tried to make it work okay well you got to think uh, i'm sorry i was about to go in that whole tangent about but oh. you know What's up? Uh, well, like, uh, it, you got to think, like, I guess in our era or those days, you know, like, Krylon was still good. And Some Krylon. Some was always bad. Yeah, well, I, I always mess with, like, just the flat colors, the satins even. But uh, I don't know. I loved it, you know. I just loved how it was. And so that's why I didn't really, like – venture to the american accents except so now okay so now i want a resto i man back then like i'm gonna get killed but like i i preferred krylon back then you know really yeah i mean up until like they you know just really fucked up their paint you know what though but that you I, i will say this there were some colors in krylon that you could like you could never find a good yellow oh yeah well yellow is just uh yeah i resto is the best yellow but you know i was fire it was all about the walmart yellow for me you know shit it worked so, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, those, yeah. Those wall, those Walmart cans are burning even back I'm then. You, yeah, dude, Walmart black, I love that for fillings. That would go. Yeah. That would the go. red oxide was bomb. The blue, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, okay. What's next? Now, Carl, um, talk more. You know, you you talk a little bit about the birdhouse, but not really. Why don't you give them a little bit more insight into like what you've done 
uh, okay. are in this in your arc. Yeah, go ahead, talk your shit. Yeah, yeah, they're probably like, all right. So the birdhouse, uh, <clears throat> I guess. All right. So in 2016, I just kind of like reevaluated my life a little bit. Um, I was trying to take a mature step forward with, you know, my art. It had been like over a decade of doing little odd things like uh, murals and stuff. I mean, they pay great, but I wanted to just kind of culminate everything into, you know, some sort of package. And uh, so 2016, well, hey, I've got my days open um, and I want something to show for my time. And so literally like in January, the beginning of January, I decided um, I'm going to I did one uh, birdhouse painting, a painting of a birdhouse that like I came up with and, uh, you know, I, I made a 11 by, shoot, I can't even know the dimensions. They're kind of small. So I started with one, and that very night I decided I'm going to make 100 of these. Okay. And that I, it, took fr- it took off from there. It's like I made 100 of these paintings. It was just more about like setting a goal. Got you. And, and that, as I went along, then like – I started thinking, oh, okay, maybe maybe there's something, you know, I might be on to it because I was also taking these to, you know, social media and uh, there was a lot of uh, reaction to them and it became like, uh, all of a sudden I'm just like forming a band of people, you know, that would continuously kind of like lend their encouragement and then eventually like I want one I want one and uh yeah I got through the whole year doing 100 it was a awesome year um and I and then I miraculously like on the way you know towards the end of that year like I was given um uh opportunity to like take up the space that I have now uh, in the studio so I was able to like have an art show mm-hmm. and from there like I just kept like I said just like I'll start a series and work through it for the year and then present it at some point and every time uh, I think this is going to be my uh, my third year maybe I think yeah. Having having shows maybe up here, and you know they've been growing. Uh, God, was it? Is it my third? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it's growing. There's momentum, and huh? it, it it definitely evolved too. You know, after that first year of the birdhouses, uh, the next year I just I got into screen printing, so I started doing a series of twelve different. You know, like a shirt. Uh, or a shirt design for every month. So that'd be like 12 different shirts in that year. I was also painting some canvases on, on the side of that as well. So I'd have something to show visually. Um, So I did like about 27 to 30 paintings last year or two, three, 2017, my bad. Um, And this year I am just back to painting. Uh, 
And but that's got... murals too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I don't really count those, but I do, I guess. Uh, I've been doing yeah quite a few murals here and there. Uh, it could be a salon. It could be a nightclub. Um, at least those were some of the most recent ones. And, you know, whoever catches wind and calls me or gets a hold of me, then it's on from there. Get that work. Yeah, absolutely. I love them, you know. Mm-hmm. The, that's probably what I love the most, really, kind of doing these murals and get a spray paint. And get it in. So now, Carl, talk about traveling. Traveling, um, something I like to do if I can. Some of your favorite spots that you've been, and some of the fa- some of your favorite events that you've attended. Uh, well, I haven't. What kind of events? I don't know. Well, you, you, I mean, <laughs> okay. uh, we'll save that one for another day. Oh, word. Okay. Uh, you know, Seattle's great. Um, yeah. It just depends. Like, if I'm going out to go see a friend, then um, the state usually turns out all right. Uh, I like Virginia, you know, that's always great. Um, New York was beautiful. Um, yeah, I guess. Where, where, where would you say? Would you say New York has the best food? Where out of all the places that you've been, where are like the top two food places you you uh, fuck with? Uh, Seattle because they got the teriyaki chicken. Like, uh, yeah, right. You know, like that. I'll just say that one. Okay. Yeah. Seattle's a great place. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, food. What is Arenza? <laughs> I I don't know. I think it's a German sandwich, maybe. Uh, man, it's like an enclosed like bun. It's it's like a long, almost like a German hamburger, if that makes any sense. It's just like uh, some kind of meat chopped up with a uh, cabbage and maybe some cheese in there and all lumped into this like hot pocket of bread and you know they're kind of an acquired taste some people like think they're bomb and some people are just like what am i supposed to do with this it's like the white version of a beef patty what's that like the white version of a jamaican beef patty maybe i have yet to try one of those too Word, word, word. So, um, <coughs> Carl, what, because uh, I know you said you like catch, you know, as far yeah. as art. Now, are there any other artists who've uh, inspired you up until this point? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, basically just, I would say, like, people that I personally know. Uh you know, they might have influenced me because, like, uh, they're older or they're just, you know, people like you. They're friends, longtime friends, and I draw a little inspiration from them or something. But to be honest, I've just uh, never really, like, 
was one to kind of like look at other people's art. I was just more focused on my own, you know? You know what's interesting? And I found Carl is like uh, a lot of people, because, you know, I, I talked to Drew and he kind of says some of the same things. You know, he, he named a few artists. But um, I noticed that... Yeah, some artists like are they don't get inspiration from other artists, and then there are other then there's like a class of artists who do look at look at that. Um, you know, it's interesting because the stuff that we're doing, it, there's there's nothing new under the sun. So there's been people painting for you know hundreds and hundreds of years, and we're. Mm-hmm following in that tradition not so much hundreds of years when we speak of the tradition of like spray paint it as we know it now but you know in traditional painting uh there's that you know there's that sort of lineage that you know you can actually i find you know there's you can find a deep uh, appreciation for in that mm-hmm. um i'm just lazy so now carl um what sort of movies are you into you watch movies uh yeah yeah of course um i guess just sometimes like oddball movies or thrillers and suspenseful or you know i don't know anything but horror movies or romantic comedies like save that shit for a rainy day i don't know Got you. Hell yeah. fuck with it fuck with it yeah man i can't do the you know what i'm saying uh the romantic- I, I, I hate i, I like I, that's probably the best <laughs> answer is like just tell you what i don't like but uh i hate like any disney pixar animated bullshit really trash really let's talk about that for a second so what don't you like about it everything (laughs) star i mean i need i need a few things because like for me i can tell you the things that i do like about them so let's yeah let's talk about like positives i would say number one trying to 3d model and knowing how hard it is just to make a super deep appreciation for that for that style of art you know even though i don't do it it's not my forte number two i feel like those movies are extremely well written not only for children but for adults you know because as a parent i can watch something like the incredibles 2 and laugh with my kid and like there's so we're laughing at things totally different reasons Uh that's why that's why i enjoy it um but you know, I'm I'm a kid at heart. I'm an artist. You know, there's always that. But tell me, so what don't you like about it? You know, to be honest, like I just never like watched too many cartoons when I grew up. Uh, mm. I was always I was outside. Uh, but for these like movies that I name or or this style or whatever it is, um, these animated movies, super 3D. It's just corny to me. There's just too many of them. Uh, it's always like some famous actor's voice, and that's kind of like the attraction to it for people, I guess. Um, and 
So anything? Wait, I don't know. It's just not for me. <laughs> okay, I want to ask you a question. So yeah. when you were a kid and you saw Toy Story, the main attraction for that was Tom Hanks being Buzz Lightyear. Like, that's what made you want to see that shit? They're like... Hell no, it was, it was uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, nah, it was T- Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Woody Allen was, yeah, he's raw. Like, that's what, yeah, 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 no. I mean, that I'm, was my attraction is what I'm saying. What the fuck is Tim the Tool Man Taylor's real name? Fuck, dude. I'm bad. Uh, Tim, Tim Allen. Tim Allen, that's it, yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim, right? Tim Allen's raw. Tom Hanks is raw. But, like. That dude's, that dude was a snitch, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really <laughs> it, man. Hell, the niggas be snitches. Yo, it's on paper. Yeah, just <laughs> Google it. Nah, mm-hmm. but I'm just joking around. I I don't know, man. I just they bored me, I guess. And yeah, man, oh, man. I I can dig it. That's interesting. That's very very interesting. So you you didn't like The Lion King as a kid? Uh. Well, you know, this is that's before the whole phenomenon of uh, 3D, you know, how they are today. You know what I mean? But, you know, it was okay, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm not like uh, gun ho, like, oh, my gosh, this new, you know, Disney movie or whatever dropped. Let's go see it. Right, right, it's right. Just, okay. It's so just now, not right, So, But now okay so since you talk to disney are you interested in seeing avengers endgame no okay got you okay <laughs> yeah well I, and i have to ask these questions because the people they yeah. want to know they want to know this type of stuff they do they do you know because every artist is different carl and that's the beauty of it sure you know, that is the beauty of it. Yeah, I'm not hating on it either. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I am, but I'm not hating on it. Like, you know, if, if anybody's into that stuff, it's okay. Because uh, I'm into a lot of stuff that they're not into, you know. And, like what? So, uh, I don't know. I mean, growing up, mainly it was music. Mainly music, I suppose. But that's okay, you know. Like I, like if I have friends come over, they're gonna try to hijack the aux cord because they can't sit through what I'm listening to, or <laughs> you know, for whatever reason. But that's beautiful. Different strokes for different folks. Here's my uh, thought: when you say this, is are you listening to music and your music is such an acquired taste that people don't like? I don't believe so. I think that like, you know, here's one thing about traveling that I did uh, pick up on is, you know, here in my hometown um, growing up, maybe I was a little bit ahead of the curve into knowing a lot, a lot of stuff about me, hip hop early in the days. And, um, you know, things that, otherwise wouldn't have been paid attention to until it like was brought to light and became popular or something like that. And uh, so a lot of people, like I might be bumping something and people are like, they they just don't know because they're adapt to listening to the radio still, you know, or else whatever they're playing at the club. 
uh, or the bars playing over the serious radio. I, I don't know. But, um, you know, I got a lot of weird looks and comments and stuff like, well, you always listen to weird shit. But then I go out, you know, to a city and, you know, everybody's a weirdo. And, you know, it's far more common where they're listening to the same stuff that I do here. Okay. So let's geek out on materials for a second. Um, when you were talking about making paintings, what type of paint do you use? Like, are you using oil, using watercolor, using acrylic? Acrylic and acrylic and spray paint. Okay. So far. Now, are you drawing directly on the canvas before you start, or are you just going in with the brush and the paint? How's that yeah. work? Um, yeah, no drawing for the most part. Um, just because I'm kind of impatient sometimes, and I just, you know, I just uh, want to get my feelings out into it. Okay. So uh, I might start with, like, spray paint, you know, do a little background, and then just keep layering on top of that, like, do an acrylic, you know, subject on top of that, whatever. Uh, it varies. Sometimes I work backwards, like, I'm painting the subject matter and then i'm doing the whole entire background after it or around it um and then more stuff on top of that there's just no end to i don't have a point a to point b okay. per se okay mm -hmm. so now carl what are some of your goals with with the arcs i know you've made t-shirts you've done murals you've done you know, a bunch of fucking canvases and paintings. What are some of your, the goals that you haven't accomplished that you kind of, you know, one that you're shooting for? Well, uh, first it was just like stuff on my bucket list. And I'm sure I could probably make room for another thing or two, you know, like the t-shirt thing, uh, something I'd always wanted to do since I was a teenager. And so I had to fulfill that, you know, goal of mine. And uh, but my, my goals is kind of like broken down to, uh, a three year plan, hopefully. Um, cause I'll be like 40 years old. And so by the time I'm 40 years old, the end game is I want to be able to strictly depend on my artwork to produce a living. Mm, I can dig it. Hell yeah. So, so what there you go. The steps to accomplish that. Uh, that I believe at this point, it's just it's a lot of uh, organizing and planning, and uh, just like really making that outline detailed. I, I have a lot to cover and go over, and I'm uh, constantly just kind of keeping thoughts and ideas. You know, uh, I, I have to kind of buckle down this year and really figure that stuff out. Um, I kind of have a good idea of like how I want to structure it. So it really is a three year plan okay. and okay. tangible. Okay. So now is that encompassing murals, the screen printing and canvases or what is all? Yeah, like, okay, so I need, 
I need a product uh, to sell, right? So, like, I need, like, multiple things to put out, you know? It could be T-shirts, which I'm going to, you know, keep with that as well, Um, like T-shirts and hoodies. And then I will continue, like, painting these canvases, uh, definitely murals. I'm just going to continue everything. I'm just going to have product and just keep pushing, but also building the community as I go. That really helps too, because I, they've been very loyal and, uh, you know, they've helped me out a lot and I appreciate them so much. You know, uh, like I said, it's a very personal, I could, I probably know, uh, maybe 90% of them personally, you know, or have had some encounter with them, uh, in life and they're oh you know three years later they're still like showing up to my art shows or you know supporting me on facebook or wherever and but it just keeps growing there's more new people that are coming out of the woodworks there's people uh that are cat uh i'm catching their attention uh towns away my last art show um about 70% of the people were from out of town, uh, different towns and stuff. So I had more of a turnout from out of towners than my own hometown. Mm, okay. Go ahead and get your shit off real quick, Carl. Why don't you just talk about how many paintings you got off at that last show? What do you mean? Like how many did I produce for it? Or I mean, did you produce and how many did you sell? I I couldn't tell you how many I sold. There is a lot going out. Um, and two paintings? Did you sell four paintings? How many did you sell? I would say around twenty-eight. Mmm, mm, that's healthy. That's mighty healthy. It was a healthy show. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a good one, man. Like. It, totally surpassed my expectations like by a hundred so it's great okay great that's yeah that's good and then now you're gearing up for the next one yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah the weather out there man what's it like because i know in in the Midwest, it's super cold. In some spots, in West Coast, we walk it around in sandals and shorts. What's it looking like out there, man? Uh, well, here you can get a, a sunburn on a Saturday, and then on a Tuesday, you could be scooping snow. Uh, currently, <laughs> it's cold, uh, windy, gray, and crappy. Uh, soul sucking, you know, just like sucking the life out of you. It's paradise. So, how does that like? Where do you go for inspiration? If that's if if that's the environment, and the weather, and you're describing describing the weather like that, where where do you go for to find inspiration? The, we- the weather inspires me. Uh, number one, because it really like it has an effect on my mood. If the sun is shining, I'm the happiest guy on earth. Um, But most of my inspiration is just always like my mood. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I don't have like an, like a little idea in my back pocket already, then I'm always relying on just what I'm feeling. And so that determines what comes out. Does that answer the question or no? <laughs> yeah. Now, how would you, how would you classify your art? Because, you know, everybody kind of, that people always want to, you know, put things in boxes and stuff like that. How would you? Carl. Describe it. Huh? Carl. <laughs> Carl. Okay. Okay. I, 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 unless you knew me, I mean, if you get to know me, then uh, most people would describe me as like undescribable. And that's kind of, you're just Carl. You know what I mean? Like you're Carl. Like, okay, that means a lot, you know. I'm Carl. <laughs> the Midwest Hermit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I get you out here to California and go to uh, see Drew at some point, man. Word. I don't know. Watch out, L.A. <laughs> right, right, yeah, man. So, you mess with Game of Thrones? Hell nah. Mm, okay, all right, all right. I see you, I see you. So, what do you mess with? You watch any kind of shows or ATV? You just kind of keep your head in the paintings or and, and working, or what's what's happening? Um, if I'm gonna watch anything, like uh, it's gonna probably be something off of YouTube and. That can range from uh, b-boy battles to uh, psychology videos um, or, yeah, a lot of, like, psychology videos and maybe a little bit of battle rap, uh, skateboarding. I don't know. just Or just comedy and tomfoolery. Just yeah, man. Like just dumb shit. Just super, super dumb stuff. Super dumb stuff. Hold on, I will never forget, man. When you came out here to California, yeah. <laughs> yes. dude, I had the stomach flu the last day, and you were watching shit on YouTube, and I was so appalled. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> Those are called a uh, cringe comps. Th- those are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I was sweating like a dude. You don't look so good. <laughs> hey, good looking on. Let me use your band to go to In and Out, though. I mean. You had to get it, man. You had to get it. You had to, I had to get it. And then I was like, it's the California thing. But when we go to LA, there are some spots, man, that definitely will take you to that you will uh, enjoy. You know, as far as like that, because Chinatown is, is crazy, man. They have really good food in Chinatown. Dope. I'm are down for that. Crazy? What the fuck is that sound? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. What are you hearing? <laughs> is that what that is? I'm wondering. 
<laughs> this guy, okay, I got it. It's all good. Smoking if you got it. Vaping if you. <laughs> you know, me out. Is is we're like, man, we're super deep in this episode, and I didn't even introduce it, but I'm gonna do an introduction. But I do want to give some shout outs to the listenership real quick, even though we're in the middle. Shout outs to all the people listening at work. Shout outs to all the motherfuckers who are holding it down, doing the shit. Yeah, man, because here's the thing. This podcast, Carl, Real Talk, it's by artists. You know, it's for artists and art lovers. Word. So So shout outs to all you motherfuckers out all right. Shout out to it's the family. You know, um, Apple, they need to go ahead and open up those floodgates, man. We're still not on there. I'm, I'm spamming their emails every day, like, hey, let me in. I'm saying, dude. Because people don't want to download. Like, I totally get it, man. You know, <laughs> work with. Yeah. It's like, yo, man, I need to save my dad a whole boy. <laughs> yeah, I was like anchor, but yeah, man, it'll spread, man. It'll, it'll we, we talked a little bit a bit about the evolving process and oh yeah, and growing. So oh yeah, you know, life's about progression. You know, for sure. Words of a wise man. You know, yeah, we had to go in. So you know, what's interesting is I, I think about. Back in the day when, uh, you know, we used to. Now, Carl, how can we? How can we do this? Have you ever? Um, hold on, let's because because we talked about we talked about some things, and I have to ask you something that I like to ask a bunch of guests. Most guests on here, when I get the chance, do you like sweet food? Right, we're we're gonna go down there. We're gonna go down there because I'm a real big, you know, I'm a cheesecake connoisseur. You know, I'm, uh-huh. uh, you know, I love like all types of fucking cookies and Danishes. Niggas know I fuck with shit heavy. You know, Word. you mess with sweets or no? Uh, a few, I suppose. Um, but generally, you know, if it's like anything like sugar packed, uh, not really. Got you. Yeah, I, I had four, fourteen cavities. So let me. Uh, she sees. On one, what's up? You eat chips? Uh, not really. The veggie fries, I like those. I'll kill those, dude, all day. What type of snacks do you fuck with then? Those, I guess. So every day you're eating veggie fries as a snack every fucking day. No, I don't really. I. I don't really snack on stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What type of beer do you like? Paps. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Paps. Yeah. to Paps. Blue Ribbon. Oh, man. That's good stuff. It's, yeah, it is. Since <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Seattle, dude. What's that? I haven't had Paps since I lived in Seattle. Oh, I think they haven't had it since then either. I mean, they they drink that rainier shit and yeah, people drink Paps though too. That's it. That's the thing. You know I me. Mean? I'm more of a you know I like Red Stripe. I like Stella. I like Blue Moon Guinness. 
you know. A lot yeah, of Tecate no, out here. I, I like it all, you know. If it's a beer, you know, I'll drink it. But if I'm going to buy it, damn right, I got a six-pack of Paps. So when it comes to murals, what type of spray paint do you like? Uh, the fancy stuff. The uh, I would say Belton, Molotov Belton or whatever. Um, and Montana 94. And uh, Beat, that's a pretty awesome brand. Um, pretty much those, you know, any Montanas. Mm-hmm. German and uh, Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, man, German and Spanish. Fuck it. What was crazy is when I lived in uh, Seattle, the first time I ever saw the fucking uh, those shits. And then, you know, the homie was like, yo, man, it's two different ones. Because I remember seeing the uh, the black line, the gold line. You know, and then the regular, and it's like, wait, nah, them joints, the black and the gold line are totally different than that than that other joint. And I'm like, wait, hold on, mm-hmm. oh, wait, okay. This man, yeah, there's a can catered to everything. I mean, it's <laughs> completely nuts, but I'm not gonna front. I love it. Let's talk about that now because you've been in the game for a minute. You have quite a bit of experience with spray paint. Why don't you talk about how spray paint has changed over the years? Uh, I would say the, you know, everybody was able to, all we had was what American paint. So the American paint, like they were really decent in quality, but then every five years, like, from what the late 90s the very late 90s into the 2000s that's when you started seeing the differences and uh that just meant they're getting more and more watery and then they what went through the change in the valve system and i think just overall they're just trying to make it a really crappy paint to you know deter people like you know, we might have been, and <laughs> there was the Crylon had an anti-graffiti movement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, um, and what's interesting is when you pointed that out, it was every five years, and it was up until now. It it was, but it wasn't like we ran in the nineties because remember Crylon had transparent bubbles then they train change the 3d bubbles and then it changed yeah. to a cropped version of the bubbles yeah 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 you could always tell like oh great it's a new can new formula <laughs> which yeah. means more more water so then we would have to search for those older cans because you know, like in it, it, certain spots, you could go to dollar stores and they would just have hella terracotta. And it was like, oh, shit, you know, that's a go. You know, like, let me get all of that. Yeah, it's can't. I don't know. I, I don't get psyched about it, you know, anymore. Or even in, Rusto dropped a new line of colors. Like, OK, <laughs> they changed the valve system. Everything went to shit. 
Yeah, dude. I was, just, I was over it. Use the paint, but like it seemed like certain certain colors that I used to really fuck with heavy shit kind of changed. And I was like, yeah, y'all niggas is on some sucker shit. You know, I, I really because yeah, but I mean, stuff still worked. It's still covered. We still were able to do you know what we set out to do, and so now. You say that you use the because you know you're able to kind of incorporate uh, like the cost of paint into the job and stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. So now, why don't you talk about that? Do you have any advice for anybody who's trying to get in the mural game? Uh, no. I mean, yes and no. Uh, shit. I mean, because everybody's hustle is going to be different, right? I mean, like as far as like how they're going to approach the mural. So I don't know if that makes any difference or not, but I would say, yeah, business-wise, just uh, make sure that I think, like, if you've done them for a while and, you know, like, your work can talk for itself, then, like, let the customers come to you. I've never approached any customers, and, like, if they do come to you, you're going to know um who the reliable ones are going to be and then who's not a little bit easier when they're more worried about like you know what can you do for me and like how much is it going to cost if they if they're asking you how much it's going to cost like right off the bat then they probably aren't even going to carry through with you know half the ideas they're already trying to spring off on you um and then if you do, you know, come across some legit business, like make sure that you do uh, everything down to a T, like have it already, like the negotiation process, like be ready for that uh, just to assure that you're not waiting on your money, you know, and they're not telling you next week, um, you know, make contracts, uh, take money up front and then, you know, money on completion um make sure that you're well uh stocked on uh money for your supplies you know you can't have enough i guess so when you say okay yeah and those are all i have a few questions so number one when you say to to someone so if i want to get into like doing murals and I'm someone who comes from like a, like a street art background, and I have like, and all I know is graffiti, right? Okay. I'm, 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 uh... Part two. And we're back in the mix. Part two. Mm-hmm. It's a continuation. This is going to be the best part. Okay. So, no, but what we were talking about is how someone would transition into the mural game because you were saying, like, you know, let it come to you. How does someone, you know, because, like, myself. Okay, so you're talking about, like, approaching it graffiti, right? Um, No, I just – I think it always – it just, like, takes, like, somebody to, like – put some faith in you to like let you do something for them 
And nine times out of 10, it's going to be for free or, you know, something small. I mean, everybody like wants to jerk you to get some like art and they say that they're doing you a favor, you know, giving you an opportunity. And in the beginning, they really are. Um, It might not be the fairest trade, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. And if you do a really good job, then that's going to uh, that, you know, travel word to mouth or however, you know, and might give you more opportunities after that. And it's just kind of a chain reaction. So you just every mural that you do approach it with your best and then try to top it in quality with the next one and just keep going that way. Can you talk a little bit about your process when it comes to creating murals? Um, sure. Uh, I guess like a lot of them have, a majority of them have been like a kind of like graffiti or street art type, you know, murals. Um, there's also been some where I'm like painting of, you know, flower boxes on the side of a building and shutters and, you know, something fancy. Um, but with those ones, I generally like really have an idea already sketched out and um, I know what I'm going to do uh, when it comes to like the more graffiti type styles. Um, I try to either include what colors they're looking for. Um, also, I try to like show them kind of examples because I could do a bunch of styles and, uh, you know, do you want something that's kind of like wild or do you want something that's like super legible, you know, or kind of looks like even sign painting. Uh, you just try to feel them out because nine times out of 10, they're not going to really have, you know, I just want something that looks this way and it's like, okay, but they don't know how to really be specific with you. And you just kind of got to dig that information out of them. Because the more information you get out of them, then the more comfortable you are approaching it. And so uh, a majority of them, I didn't even have like a sketch. <laughs> uh, and if I do do a sketch, sometimes it's like sloppy and, you know, they, I'm like, obviously it's not going to look like this, you know, what's coming from the paper. I'm just trying to give you an idea of the flow and what's going to be incorporated and, you know, most of the time, uh, it's been a very smooth transition, like or transaction. I mean, sorry. Okay. So, your murals. Yeah. You said sometimes you'll sketch them out, sometimes you won't. I'm sorry. Now, do you always draw them out, or do you? What's the percentage like? You say you'll yeah, just do like kind of like a thumbnail sketch, right? A kind of like a yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. If that, <laughs> you know, okay. it just it kind of depends on how particular they are. You know, some of them is just like I've done so many, so like a lot of them kind of already have an idea of like what my work looks like, and you know, they might just trust you, and that's the best job ever. You know, if they're just like just go to town and they're going to be happy with whatever you produce. Then like 
really like those are the murals that like really stand out you know so uh, you're coming in and this uh, and having a strong portfolio helps correct because that's what i'm hearing yeah i mean like my portfolio like i don't like have to show i mean like i, I live in a small town right so like growing up in school and then even out of school um my name has always been associated when uh with art so if they're who's an artist in town you know or any an artist you know uh one of their friends might be like oh uh, i got this friend carl you know or else like they might be in a bar that i painted you know there you could catch my work around so um everything just kind of comes to me and how they find a way to connect with me. They usually do. And then we get it going. I hear it. I hear it. Interesting. So now do you enjoy painting more so interior or exterior murals. Mm. Uh. I'd say most of them have been interior, um, exterior probably because, you know, I'm painting outside and you don't have to worry about laying down tarp and paint or taping off stuff so much. And, uh, you know, being in a, in a room full of fumes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but sometimes it looks really nice, you know on the interior too. What do you have in that vape? <laughs> Marbo. That's what it's called. Marbo. Like Marbro. Or... Wow. Yeah, right. So is it nicotine or is it, what's the, how's that all work out? What's the stuff yeah, to it? Unfortunately, it does have nicotine uh, in it. Um, I'm trying to wean down on it. And, uh, depend on it less but i'm you know it's i guess i guess it's better than what i used to be five six years ago and i was smoking you know packs of camel wides Ooh, yeah mm, camel wides in the box yeah i just need to quit fucking puffing Soft on anything for ladies what's that Soft packs are for ladies. Never trust a man. <laughs> yeah, or Virginia Slim. Uh, yeah, guys don't smoke those. <laughs> I know. I don't think I've seen one. Yeah, for sure. That's like an old lady cigarette. <laughs> right? They're yeah, funny. Man. That's wild. That's wild. So ask, <laughs> I'm enjoying the vape, man. I know, dude. Just ask me something so you don't have to hear that. For real, yeah. Now it's to the people want to know. So that you switch up to different flavors every time, or do you stick to Marlboro or Marbo? Hey, hey, man, this is part two. Let's not talk about vaping. <laughs> well, that's it. No, we're in the shits right now, though. I want to know what the cracking flavors are to this vape shit. Yo, I have, I have one. I'm very, you know, if if I find something in life that works for me, then that's my shit, you know? 
I'll I'll wear Puma classics until I'm seventy. Okay. Okay. Got you on that. I got you on that. I like how you totally steer cleared off the vape. So because so now does that taste like a Marlboro or no? Uh, you know, it tastes way better. A uh, cigarette tastes like shit to me. I could never smoke one again. Um, they just completely, uh, like vaping totally altered the taste of a cigarette in literally one day. That <laughs> I made that switch in one day and I could never go back to a uh, cigarette since, which is great because I don't want to and I don't want to stay on this. So, you can uh, control the nicotine levels, and uh, hopefully one day I'm at zero and throwing this damn thing away. And... Oh, yeah, man. I have some friends who have, like, little bars of all the little fucking uh, jars and flavors and all of that stuff. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, need, I, need so- I needed something that was, like, as close to a cigarette as I could. Because, um, yeah. you know, strawberry shortcake is not going to cut it for somebody that's trying to, like, quit, um, quote, unquote, quit. So, you know, I found a flavor that worked for me and uh, yeah. st- stuck with it since. I got you. Got you. I feel, I hear that. I hear that, man. Yeah, it, it happens. And, you know, eventually you'll you quit, you know, when you want to and things like that. I remember, you know, I used to smoke cigarettes and I quit law years and years ago, but I lived in Seattle and marijuana was legal. So that helped. Okay. I I welcome any prayers in my direction. Oh yeah, for sure. We got those. The art and bullshit family will send them and all of the positive vibes you are away for the sake of you. you know, I mean, it's, it's in you. The power is within you to, to let go. Because mm-hmm. you know what they, they say. Everything, um, you know, in the universe is inside you, man. So anything that you want to have is tangible. You just got to will it into existence. Yeah, I've heard that. It's facts, man. It's a big mm-hmm. fact. Definitely. So um, outside of your music, um, what do you usually do when you're not painting? Mm. If I'm not painting, then I'm uh, going on a like a walk. I love long walks, uh, whether it be through the city and town Um or, you know, going out to the country and going on a big walking path for miles. Uh, love walks. Uh, I might go to my basement, my man cave, and jam out, depending if I feel inspired to make music or not. I can go without it for six months, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I need to make a beat, you know? Um skateboarding hold on so let's talk about that for a second so making beats where can the people hear your music at is there do you have music that people can access online uh no but soon i probably will uh 
I already started. It'll just be like a little SoundCloud thing. You know, it's just a Easter egg uh, bonus. You know, if you're a follower, then you might have the slightest interest to be like, oh, I want to go download the, you know, the the music that was playing to this video or, you know, listen to what silly song Carl made 12 years ago, <laughs> you know, just an assortment of just dumb stuff and little projects that I've done. And, you know, essentially it was just, I, I was just making music to listen to uh, for myself. Like I love bumping my own, listening to my own voice. Um, particularly like make it to share it okay okay so there is no place online that people can listen to your music that you enjoy uh, currently is- currently no but uh very soon because i've made i made a carl's birdhouse soundcloud and i will be uh filling that up if you could find that and uh you can check it out i haven't like released it out there like hey check this out but uh it's definitely already been set up and it's a matter of maybe uploading a bunch of songs to it or something or music got you that's cool that is cool that's cool man um shit so hold on let me kind of going through um excuse me Carl I'm I'm in the process of twisting up you know number two for the podcast Mm. you know we got to keep them flowing man you know how how it goes down so now when you uh when you go to Colorado and stuff like that and you partake are you more of a papers kind of guy are you a cigar kind of guy are you what you how do you you know what type of uh dude I'm not the biggest like weed smoker at all um you know i will always appreciate it but like if i wanted to quit i'd move to colorado i'll tell you that much okay i mean my experiences there is just like just stupid uh somebody just buys you know some really crazy concentrated weed you know or dabs or whatever and man i just can't hang like i'll take like a rip and i'm just kind of like you know uncomfortable and that's just me (laughs) so what's up are you are you moving and do you have any new uh, T-shirt designs? Any anything coming up as far as that's going? Are you focusing on painting and murals, or what? What are you kind of moving on right now? So I know you said you got the three-year plan, right? Uh, you know, I'm taking it one year at a time as far as like what I'm going to produce and focus on. Uh, 2018 was a really, really, really rough year for me, like super rough. And that kind of put a little dent in my productivity, but I've also like really bust my ass to, you know, make up for it as well. So uh, for this summer, and I'm kind of, every summer is kind of like a new year for me now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also do treat like the new year as a new year as a timeline. You know, it's easier to keep track of. But uh, you know, after an art show, then it's kind of like, all right, time to switch gears and like, you know, I gotta put my ideas together. What what am I going to concentrate on throughout this year? And usually, it's a handful of things. Um, I'm going to continue. Right now, I have like a series of of just like astrology uh, signs. So I got the Zodiac like series of shirts that I'll be printing out. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little distracted. I'm looking out the window and the, they just let out the nightclub. And uh, sometimes there's about nine cop cars just swimming out there. And a bunch of drunk people. Uh, they're fun to watch. I'm sorry, I got off track. What's the next question? That's great. That's fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Next. (laughs) Um, Have you seen a movie? How do you feel about Spike Lee? Do you watch his movies? I know you said you don't really watch movies. Right, but you know, uh, yeah, of course, you know, like me. Black Klansman, did you see that? What's that? The Black Klansman. No, I haven't. I can't say I've seen anything recent by the dude. I've seen, you know, his '80s movies more so. Black police officer who infiltrates the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, I think I might have caught a or like a little preview of that. It's fucking It's hilarious. I remember when I impersonated you. And you were <laughs> Dude, shut up. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep. For real, man. Yeah. Uh, really, yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's, the, that's the funny thing, Carl, about our friendship is people. At one point, I impersonated you. And for those who don't know, family, Carl is probably hating me right now for telling me this story, for telling you guys this story. But I can tell you this story in fantastic context because Andrew, you know, Drew was a guest on this. So it all, you know, it all comes full circle so you guys can laugh with us. Okay. Yahoo groups, you know, we all had our respective screen names or whatever there were. Um, I was in Indiana, Indianapolis at the time. You like how I just said the state and the city, we switching it up here. Uh, so Drew, you know, I thought I thought Drew was gonna keep it a buck and not tell nobody. And I can yo, he's <laughs> no, good. Let's keep it a thousand. Yo, I came up with the screen name Carl Duda Salesman at the mall, right? So that was my joint. And the reason I came up with that, it, it sounds awkwardly awkward, but it was a reference to a cool key song, Clifton Santiago, where a dude said, My name is Clifton Santiago. Psych. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm posting as Carl Duda Salesman at the mall, the most ridiculous shit. Like I was actually working at the mall. And this motherfucker is asking me, who the hell is this? Who the hell is this? I'm lying to Carl, telling him I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is pre-internet stalking slash uh, trolling, I would say. I was like, what, 99? 
<laughs> yeah. Eventually, yeah. Drew told you, right? Dude, I wanted to kick your ass. <laughs> like, oh, you can say that, but what's worse, me me calling my because number one, no one knew that that was what it was. No one knew that was really your name. Mm-hmm. No one knew your screen name. Number two, Tony told niggas you was dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a a good memorial piece dedicated to me. Out in Hungary, shout out to Psy One, right? Facts. So I go to, um, I'm living That's in Indianapolis time. Carl travels to Seattle, Washington to see some friends. And on the way back, he takes the Greyhound. And this is all pre-internet, everybody. Like, this is 99. So, like, smartphones weren't really a thing. Everybody was just kind of on the internet. And, you know, you would talk on the phone sometimes. But, like, that's if it was a dire circumstance. So, one of our friends gets on after Carl gets on the – did you get on the Greyhound or the Amtrak? Yeah, no, I rode the Greyhound. So he got onto the message board and he had. Re- I was there when he wrote the post. Uh, but, you know, it was just like submitted and like, what was I going to do? Like, get on that computer or wherever it was. It, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I got calls, you know, when I got home, like some pretty angry calls. They weren't too happy with Tony, but. He's, he said that I was doing a heaven, which uh, means like climbing a interstate uh, sign, and I uh, I was gonna paint it or something, and I fell off and died. <laughs> so rest in peace to Carl. And uh, it, you know what? That, that's heartwarming, though. I mean, like uh, a lot of people reacted, and. Uh, you know, they're still friends of mine to this day, and I know I could count on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know who your true friends are when your death gets fake. <laughs> so, yeah. It was crazy. That was trolling. That was internet trolling before we even knew what it was, man. Right, right, right. We were just being dickheads, but, you know, I had no part in it. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. <laughs> the phone call trail. Right, right. You get a call from Virginia, like that that, that man, fuck Tony. <laughs> like, <laughs> super bad. That gets a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony's an idiot. Okay. Okay, so let's get back on art, man. We we just passing out right now. Right, right. Sure. So, talk about how you got into art. Like, how did you originally start and get interested in all of that? Uh, I don't know uh, when exactly. I think, as far as I know, it's been forever. Like, because. Mm-hmm. Because uh, everybody in my art, uh, family is an artist, and they have all uh, have done art differently. Uh, same with me. So, uh, 
a lot of influence uh, probably through that, you know, it was just kind of like in my genes. So I, I just got, my sister hooked me up. She, she uh, called me over the other day and she had some gifts for me and they were old art projects. Uh, you know, one was like from third grade and it was something that won an award uh, for whatever. And then like some others like from like seventh grade like still life drawings and they're really cool i totally had forgot about them but you know it all came back to me kind of the more i like was looking at these i'm just like whoa you know i'll have to show you but uh yeah i've i've been drawing forever and ever so ever. This is the first experience being introduced to art like you say, okay, wait, hold on, let, okay, and fuck that question. Talk about the type of art that your mom and your dad do, because you say like your whole family is an art. Talk about like the type of stuff that you saw them doing. You know. Uh, well, my mom used to be. I mean, before I was born, she used to be a art teacher, and so she's pretty well versed in uh, all sorts of styles. And then my dad, he. Uh, used to make stained glass windows for churches and, you know, just primarily churches, but he he did some others, commercial businesses, but these big, you know, stained glass windows. And so they kind of joined forces. My mom uh, on some stained glass windows, you know, involves painting and then you put it in the kiln. And so she was the painter, uh, you know, it might be a face and some hair of the, you know, uh, of a person or something like that. So, yeah, they did stained glass windows um, as I was growing up. Uh, and then my sisters, like my oldest sister, she did a costume design. Um, and, you know, really had a knack for that, like. She could have uh, done them for, like, movie sets and such. Um, and then my sister, and my other sister, like, she was a really skilled painter. She, she's just very talented. Uh, and then my youngest sister, she's a, a photographer. So for me, it was just, I, I always enjoyed the art. Um, but once I got it, I was always rebellious too. Uh, I, I was always against the grain with stuff. And so like in art classes, you know, when you get into what junior high, I mean, in grade school, I was always competitive with the kids in class, but then like junior high, uh, it was more of like, where do I fit in with this? Because I don't want to draw a bowl of fruit. You know, and I, I see how it's valuable, you know, but it just wasn't for me. Sure. And and I I was just kind of like trying to identify like what my purpose was. And I always kind of knew like, well, art's a big thing for me and it's just a part of my life. And it seemed like to be the only thing I was remotely good at. And that's when I kind of like discovered the connection with like graffiti art and 
that like really blew my mind the more I was able to like find it uh, or examples of it. And, you know, this is before the internet. So uh, you have to look really deeply at any magazines that might be on that rack that shows a little bit of it. And I was lucky, you know, with some of the stuff I, uh, I got a hold of at that age. And thankfully I was just, I've, I've always been a super, super heavy, like hip hop head. And I think that that kind of helped me, you know, it helped lead me into that direction of finding it. Cause now it's starting to kind of pop up into hip hop magazines and stuff. And that was my internet. That was my escapism. And it was very, very like intriguing to me. It, you know, it, it gave me uh, excitement. So, and obviously since then it's definitely evolved and, uh, has kind of like drawn away, but it still keeps like a lot of the stuff that I've learned uh, packaged into what I do today. Yeah. Do you, how do you feel about, you know, the, um, the movement of, you know, writers and do you feel like a lot of, a lot of graffiti, uh, a lot of people start in graffiti, go to murals and then you do you see like a lot of your the people that you started with kind of following suit, you know, and doing you know things, um, in the same regard that you're doing. You see, and like, what's kind of the temperature that you're seeing? Because it it sounds like being you know you started in graffiti, kind of moved on into doing all these other things. You yeah, know, um, yeah. I think that there's. I think a lot of people who have gotten into it just kind of and, and are passionate, like if they have that passion for art, you know, and then they've went through that ladder. Um, I think that we all really like have that similarity of, you know, uh, when, when you start maturing and getting old and uh, it hurts to bend your, you know, knees or something that, uh, and you don't want to get arrested anymore, <laughs> you know, like you're going to try to find something else um, to transition to that still like uh, feeds that like hunger inside of you to produce. And thankfully that's what it gave me, you know, like uh, I think that quantity is a big thing uh, that everybody takes on when uh, writing and, um, I think that that helped to carry over to, you know, deciding, oh, I'm going to paint a hundred birdhouses, you know what I mean? And knocked them all out. Done. Mm -hmm. So now outside of the example that you just gave us, how would you say that graffiti and that lifestyle are similar and different than the studio painting lifestyle? What would you say are the similarities and the differences? Uh, and how you go about looking at what, you know. All right. So, like, are we talking about in uh, general or just me? In your or personal experience. What's that? In your personal experience, because you've done both of them. So how do you, like, what do you see as similar about them? What do you oh. see? 
Well, obviously, if I'm using uh, a spray paint, you know, can uh, for half of my work, you know, the murals and stuff, then like there's that similarity because like it takes can control and, you know, it's pretty much boiling down to like your piecing skills and uh, and then like as far as like painting goes, like for, you know, with a brush and whatnot, um, I think it just makes like I think it's great to be able to like sit there and uh, craft yourself a masterpiece that took you paint but for me it's like I I you know I want to move on I want some numbers you know I just want to keep it moving and like it doesn't mean that I'm like losing quality quality in my work either necessarily. Um, but it's given me that, you know, like that drive to just crush. Mm. I, I don't know if that answers your question, but. Yeah. So, and, and I will, I would have to agree with what you're saying <clears throat> in um, the drive transferring over into studio work now do you see any differences in the two like in how you go uh, and or do you feel like they're essentially the same in getting in uh putting out a quant uh, putting out like you know whatever the expected like okay i'm gonna paint this way or that way today and then you know or i'm gonna just go to the yard and, and do this fucking piece or whatever I'm going to do. Like, is that like that mindset and stepping up to like, you know, uh, something that's graffiti and, you know, in its essence versus something that's, you know, because for me, I know that there's like the differences that I see is there, sure, the sense of urgency is is always there, um, but it's not like that. You know, there's nothing that, you know, and I don't, it's like, you know, we want to go and we want to create things like supers. Some people paint fast, some people paint slow. You want to be deliberate in whatever you do. But for me, the thing that um, I, I find that's, you know, that, that is different is the element of danger. You know, like there's never, there's no way you can recreate that in your studio practice. Recreate, I, I, I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> I'm kind of lost. But, but. Well, I'm talking, I'm speaking of the differences in painting graffiti versus the difference in painting in your studio. Okay. Uh I think I think painting in my studio uh, and the difference is is like a lot more feeling is translated into like painting on a canvas. So I noticed that like uh, there's it's much more personal for me um, and uh, raw. And I guess I I don't know, man, like it's helped me become resourceful. So 
I will not really exclude like too many mediums. Um, and that's, that's the excitement about it too. It's like, you're starting all over, you know, but you've already, you've already like made a little career out of this thing. So you kind of already know like how the ropes go mm-hmm. in naturally, you know, and, uh, I think that we get somewhat of a head start there because we know like how development works and, and evolving your craft. So I think that I'm still, I I think I'm like new school, you know, like uh, as far as like going official with a fine art, then like, yeah, I would say I'm new school and I'm in my infant stages of uh, learning. And I love that because that guarantees me another 20 years of figuring shit out. Facts. Hits of eight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me getting the blood is not nearly as entertaining as you have eight. <laughs> I'm not just a sound clip. Um. Yeah, I know. I wish there was like a silencer on this thing. You like water slides? Uh, yeah, I haven't been on one for decades. I can't really like. I I used to swim like a fish. I used to love like jumping off diving boards and stuff. Uh, but I just can't really do it anymore because I have swimmers here, and. Just the littlest, like, drop of water, if it gets into my ears, then uh, I'm due for an ear infection for the next month and a half, and I'm not trying to deal with that anymore. Partially deaf in one ear. (laughs) Do you feel like that affects your painting or no? No. Painting, do you usually paint your canvases sitting down or standing up? Uh, both. Okay. Equally, both. It used to be always sitting down, but then, like, I, you know, again, I'm kind of, like, in my infant stages. And so uh, I've been uh, advised to try it, you know, like, standing up. And at first it was a little bit awkward, and but now I – prefer it so what type of um, you paint with the needle right or do you hang the your paintings on the wall uh no i used to just prop them up against like you know a big box or you know whatever that would like hold it up but uh one of my homies like hooked me up with the easel um not too long ago, and I've been loving it ever since. It's probably the best art gift that I've gotten in a long time. Uh, I don't know. It's just like a junk easel that he's going to throw away. What's it made of? Wood. Okay. Is it an A-frame easel? Is it an H-frame easel? Uh, it's an A-frame, I believe. A tripod, kind of. Is it a travel easel that you can take with you and paint outside? Uh, 
It looks like you could break it down and it could be, you know, compacted to move around. Yeah, man. You could never have too many easels. No? Uh, I have four of them. Dope. Yeah, I, I mean, I love it, dude. It's probably the best thing. Uh, is like the one thing I was missing, you know, is just an easel. What kind Are of artist am I? Outdoors. What's up? I said three for the studio, one for painting outdoors. Oh, word. Yeah, so you always got one in your ride. Yeah. Keep one, yeah. Keep, keep one in the car. You never know when you about to hop out. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Pull like this shit over. I got to paint something. What? you like milkshakes? Yeah. What's your favorite kind of milkshake? A good one. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> you about from the line, but it's all good. The family got you. Let's talk religion and politics. Uh, that's a different podcast. <laughs> I'm just yeah, all right. Do you, uh, do you go to any museums or do you ever like, uh, where's your favorite place to go to see art? Uh, uh, or you said you don't really look at art, right? Or Yeah, not really. Like, yeah, not really. Okay, now what about magazines? Do you have like old magazines you look at? Uh, I mean, like, yeah, just you know, from the teenage years, just the graffiti ones, you know. And I still—that's about the only thing I'll look at, really, because <laughs> you know I'm such a dork about it. But what's that? What magazines? Like Scribble Mag, Life Sucks Die. What talks? I've got them all, yeah. Uh, that, you know, early graphitism, uh, early while you were sleeping, early beautiful decay, uh, even under pressure from Canada. Uh, oh, you know, there's beautiful decay do you have? Which issue? Oh, dude, I got some early ones, bro. Like some of their early, like, I, I don't know. It has to be like between one and three around there. Okay. Yeah, because I had one of them. Uh, it was so in Seattle when I got one there, and that was a tight ass magazine. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the first that I've kind of seen, like, uh, you know, kind of like try to like put a little fine art into it, you know, before you got the whole uh, juxtapose or, uh, you know, before while you were sleeping turned into a catalog. Um, yeah. Great magazines that nobody probably knows, but people know you will be surprised. You will be surprised who listens to this podcast. Where? There's all types of people, man. We got you know business owners, people who, you know, work in medical facilities. We got people who Right, graffiti people who do tattoos, people who you know what I'm saying. We got all types. Yeah, yeah. We got fucking motherfuckers who fuck with you know digital fucking computer program, all types of crazy shits. Shout outs to the viewerships, man. If y'all like this episode, share it. 
Tella, homie. We getting it in the arts and bullshit family with Carl. Yeah, yeah man. So Carl, is there anything on your mind? Anything you want to talk about while you on here? Get your shit off. Man, you caught me at like, you know, normally I'm just like, uh, you know, full of energy and bouncing off the walls and uh, full of excitement. But tonight is definitely a uh, I'm just recovering from uh, being old and trying to live like I'm 20 years old last night. Okay, okay. So here's what we're going to do, Mr. Viking. Uh, we're going to ask you a few more questions and then wrap him up, you know, like mm-hmm. a cold-blooded, half-eaten sandwich. Um, <laughs> number one, who are your three favorite DJs? Uh, like turntablists? However you want to answer the question. Okay. Uh, I don't necessarily like have like favorite like DJ Rectangle. You know he he has awesome old mixes. I, I still like to listen to. Um, uh, Bulletproof Scratch Hamsters. They were pretty cool. Uh, you know I don't know. That's two. We need one more, buddy. Need one more. Uh, give it to DJ Cubert then. Okay. I guess. Uh, the scratch pickles, invisible scratch pickles, and wave twisters. I love that movie. Yeah. So, Carl, if you could be reincarnated as any animal, what animal would you be? Oh well. I feel like I wouldn't have any choice but to be a turtle, whether I like it or not. So uh, I guess I'd, it's just, what's that? In what part of the world would you be a turtle? God, I hope like maybe Hawaii or something. Nah, let's scratch that. Let's go to the Virgin Islands. Okay, okay. I can dig it. What's your favorite surface to paint on? Mm, concrete. I like it. Okay, okay. Uh, he kept it a buck, man. Book! Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because everyone has different... Uh, you know, different likes and different dislikes. And I appreciate, you know, a man who loves, you know, the old school, you know, and, and the murals are, are dear to your heart. We need that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Carl, do you want to give me shout outs? Uh, shout outs to the listeners and some of the uh, friends of ours that you know got ep- may or may not have episodes up yet. Uh, they know who they are. Um, you know, shout outs 
to nobody. Okay. Fair enough. So where can the people find you at across the web? How can they get in contact with you? If they want to get at you for a mural or they want to get at you for a shirt or a painting. Uh, okay. So I would say Instagram is your best bet. Uh, you could look up at Carl's underscore birdhouse. That's uh, C-A-R-L-S underscore birdhouse. And um yeah, man, just add me on there. You can watch uh, my stories. <laughs> you can see what I post there. You can holler at me if you want. And um, we can be best friends. Uh, Carl can always use his many best friends. Uh, he can possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up to like 400 best friends or something like that. I don't know. I'm losing count these days. <laughs> That's a good thing, man. It's all about it's all about rising. You know, life asks us to make measurable progress. And that's about it. You know, like that's all we got to do is just keep every day adding to it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love the, you know, growing if it's that easy for you and there's no challenge, then, you know, how are you going to struggle and find any, like, victory, you know? Yeah, you know what's funny is we were talking about graffiti and I was thinking about back in the uh, time when you would mix your own paint and you had to take a, a, a pot of boiling water and put a spray can in it and then you had to make... You know, you would take the straw from the WD-40 and then yeah. cut it and then take another can and put that one on top. That's so freaking dangerous, man. If you did that wrong, it would probably blow the spray paint up in your hand. Nah, uh, dude. I don't think so. If the temperature was super hot for that water, you don't think it would blow up in your hand? Oh, well, I never boiled the cans. I just, like... I kept one at room temperature and then the other one's in the freezer and that seemed to do it okay. okay. See, I did with it. See, yeah, there's a bunch of different ways. Uh, that's, that's what's crazy. Is there's no, like, facts for the feed rider, all the frequently asked questions. You just, somebody did it this way, somebody did it that way. Yeah. And, yeah. You could make some really crazy colors. Hot colors. Or not. Maybe sometimes it came out looking like mud. Yeah, it was about common sense, though. For me, I was always trying to make just simple, easy things. Like, okay, this with this is going to make this. Like, I have a little bit of white left, and then I got some orange. That's going to make something cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, orange and white is just going to make – like, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, man, definitely that's just fucking great. Mm-hmm. So in Nebraska, what's the food like out there? Do you guys have a lot of? Uh, is it American food? Is it Mexican food? Is it Italian food? Like, what's the? What's... Well, I'm gonna speak on my town, and I would say the best food uh, is definitely anything like Southern American, uh, whether it's like Guatemalan, El Salvadorian, Mexican. We have a huge abundance of it 
and I love it to death. Um, mm. And thankfully, I my neighborhood is, you know, very well populated with that stuff. Um, so it's just a matter of walking a block or two away from my house to get a damn good meal. Um, so I vouch for that. And then the white people can stick to the northwest area of Grand Island and uh, go to the food courts. You know, that's what I call it because the more this town grows and it's, ta- it's grown rapidly, but they're just so ass backwards with progression as well. They think that like, we just need to keep adding new fast food joints here and they just keep piling them up to like one certain side of the town. And I don't even, yeah, I try not to venture to that side of the town anymore. Yeah, you should be authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you if you follow me on Instagram, I I definitely uh, highlight those moments where there's a new, uh, you know, fast food joint going in because the town goes crazy and they will. It's like waiting in line to watch Star Wars and the movie doesn't play for another three days. It's kind of like that, and uh, I like to capture that on <laughs> video. Just like look at yourself. <laughs> well, Carl, I appreciate you coming out, my good friend, and uh, joining us for episode whatever this is. I I believe. Hold on, real quick. Before the end, I'm gonna figure this out. It's episode um seven six six. Yeah, because five I did by myself. Yeah, so it's episode six. Shout out to episode six. Yeah, we in here. Um, yeah, because I'm going to debut this one next. And then after that, yeah, this is actually going up this week. So, yeah, this is episode six. All right. Well, if you ever need somebody to interview you for your episode, holler. I'll throw some curveballs at you. Okay, we'll have to do that next time. That'll be interesting. <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I really appreciate the uh, banter and everything was fun. I don't know how interesting I am, but, you know, good luck to the po- podcast, man. I appreciate it, brother. And, uh, yeah, I might have to take you up on that offer. So, uh <laughs> Well, get some rest, man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. For sure. You too. Thanks, man. Peace.